Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Hi. Hello there. How are you? Doing great. Good. So what have you seen lately? Ladybugs. Oh, they're so fun. We've come across a few here and there. It's always a little little bright spot in the day. Oh, look, there's a ladybug. Not to be confused with the Chinese lady beetles. Those not so fun. Easily confused. Yes. You can tell the difference because the lady beetles are a little bit oranger and they bite where lady bugs do not. The Chinese beetles. Yep. So what about you? What have you come across? Lots of butterflies again. We were walking around a, a building over the weekend and it was really well landscaped and there were all sorts of flowers. It was very springy and there were quite a few butterflies flitting around and then... A few days ago, when we were in our backyard watering the lawn, there was a butterfly that just popped down in the grass and started drinking water, which I'd never seen before. So that was fun. It's big. We're going to manage this water. It was a hot day. It was a hot day. What are we chatting about today? Today, we're going to learn about the desert cottontail. They're so cute. So it is a species of the cottontail rabbit found in the southwestern United States and Mexico. They are small rabbits, measuring around 14 to 16 inches in length and weighing about 2 to 3 pounds. They have grayish-brown fur on their back and sides, with a white belly and a distinctly fluffy white tail. So look very much like uh, regular cottontails, but some of the behavior and environment's a little different. So that's what we'll get into and see how they're different. So what kind of habitat are they found in? Um, A variety of of habitats including deserts, grasslands, and scrublands. They are most common in arid and semi-arid regions and can be found from sea level up to around 7,000 feet in elevation. And we should clarify, one of the things that makes them different <clears throat> is they're not true rabbits. They're actually hares. Yep. One of the things that's interesting and different, because cottontail rabbits build burrows underground, but desert cottontails, as hares, do not. They do not build permanent homes, but they may use burrows created by other animals, such as rodents or tortoises. But they usually will just use shallow scrapes or depressions in the ground to rest in. Another um, distinguishing factor on looking at them, their ears are longer, and they stand up like other hares, like jackrabbits and stuff like that. Um They are most active during the dawn and dusk, but they may also be active during the night or on cloudy days. They're primarily herbivores and feed on a variety of plants, including grasses, cacti, and other desert vegetation. They are solitary animals, but may gather in small groups to feed or rest. And when threatened, desert cottontails may freeze in place to avoid detection or flee at speeds of up to 20 miles per hour. And one of the interesting things different from other cottontails that eat leafy greens, these will eat like twigs and bark and things like that. So as far as offspring, they breed throughout the year, but most commonly from February to September. The females can have up to five litters per year with two to six offspring per litter. 
Young desert cottontails are born with their eyes closed and without fur and are completely dependent on their mothers for the first few weeks of life. Now, there's lots of animals interested in desert <laughs> cottontails because they're a plentiful source of food in a place that doesn't have a lot of resources. <laughs> yes, that is true. So their predators include coyotes, bobcats, owls, and snakes. And we saw these at the Riparian Preserve in Gilbert, Arizona. Lots of them. Lots of them. And we got to see the freeze and the takeoff behaviors. And not surprisingly, we did some, when we saw one of the coyotes in the, at dusk, it was very close to the preserve. So, okay. sure, it likes to frequent there. Yes. There were easily dozens. Oh yeah, cottontails there. See one every probably twenty feet that we walked almost. It was easy to find them. Great fun for kids. Easy to spot the wildlife. <laughs> yes. So uh, we talked a little bit about what they eat, but what else can you tell us about that? Um, they have a specialized digestive system that allows them to extract nutrients from tough, fibrous plant materials, which is why they can eat cactus and twigs and other hard vegetation. Yeah, probably helps them get their water content too, being in the desert. Yeah. So as we said, um, they pay, play a key role in the food chain as they are an important prey species for many of the predators in those ecosystems. And they have a unique adaptation in their kidneys that allows them to conserve water, which also lets them survive in such an arid habitat. The yeah, last fun fact is, despite their name, desert cottontails are not true rabbits, but are actually a type of hare. And when we went, it was in the morning, and it was cloud. There was pretty substantial cloud cover, and some of them were actually trying to get the water off of the plants and shrubs in the area and just drinking the dew, which was interesting to see because it's not a behavior I had seen. Pretty active, pretty fun. Yeah. Some people confuse them with jackrabbits. Unless you've seen a jackrabbit, then you're like, oh, no, they're very different size-wise. Jackrabbits are gigantic. These are just a little pocket size. But their ears do look very different than other rabbits because they are ears. Yeah. We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talked about, follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer and Get Outside Daily. To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly. If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them. And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature. You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature. Mm-hmm.